What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Boyce, and this is the Facts Project. Today, my special guest, excellent animator, founder of Leonard Studios, and creator of Team Supreme. Welcome, everybody, Joshua Leonard. Thank you, sir. Hey, thank you for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely, man. Yo, look, for one, uh, just basically through our pre-talks and everything, I, I got notice of you through uh, a lot of social media, basically seeing the characters that you pretty much put up on the screen. And, and the fact is your art style is dope and the character development, what you're, what you're about to create is just absolutely fantastic. Now, if you could, tell us about Team Supreme. Yeah, so Team Supreme came about in 2009, and it's about a group of kids who all have a medical difference or disability, um, or what society calls a disability. Whereas for me, um, learning about some of these different disabilities, they were they they came out as as a uh, like a superpower, mm -hmm. to be honest. So um, I wanted to create a cartoon about kids special needs and them having, you know, their so-called disability is their superpower. And um, i.e. somebody who is blind, somebody who is deaf, you know, their vision is better, like certain things kind of heighten, mm -hmm. um, certain senses become heightened when, when there's a, a loss of another. So um, it was certain things like that, man, and learning the backgrounds of these, um, these disabilities and all the details and stuff like that. So that's where Team Supreme came about. Uh, also just the, the lack of diversity and inclusion in film and animation um, to, be, to be like the, the top uh, reason I created it. Like I was, I was really unhappy with what I was seeing in uh, the animation industry as it pertains to um, people of color being in the writer's room, uh, characters that I'm seeing on screen, um, you know, writers, just people working on these cartoons, like a lot of stuff kind of look the same. Mm -hmm. So me as a character designer, I feel like it's my job to create that narrative and change that narrative, um, you know, as it pertains to what can be shown on screen, what needs to be shown on screen. Um, you know, characters with gaps in their teeth, characters with uh, that are amputees, characters that don't look like what society labels, you know, a normal, you know, so I wanted to um, see different, different type of characters on the screen. And selfishly, I created Team Supreme for me. So I could, it's something that I wanted to see personally. Um, and and it, I'm just, I'm grateful that everybody else uh, is also interested in viewing it as well. So it's a blessing, man. Definitely. Now, has there been any any people that basically uh, any of the characters pretty much draw any type of resemblance or somebody maybe maybe that you may have grown up with that you kind of brought into comparison with some of the characters that you that you put in the development? No, that's a good question. Um, I didn't. The only one that is is like personal that I knew is uh, him right here in the back. That's mm -hmm. Dr. Jackson. That's uh, he's actually based off my best friend, Brent Jackson, who was killed in 2008. So. That's just kind of me keeping his his name and his legacy alive, man. Uh, he was the only child, so and Brent loved people, so that's that's kind of where the idea came from um, to make him like the the big dog, the overseer of these these special superhero kids. So um, and then everything else was just me doing research. Um, right. I got a friend of mine named Shakira Farrell. Her son, you probably seen her all over my uh, my Instagram. Yeah. 
she's the one that um like her son is on the autism spectrum super super great kid man and she she uh dresses him up as zeke you know which is my main character who also is on the autism spectrum and uh so i got to learn a lot from him and just seeing how the mind works and it's beautiful man so other than that man it's just uh uh, research that I've been doing, me and my team, to really put all of these pieces together to make sure we create the the correct type of uh, characters. That's what's up, man. So what was it, uh, what or who were some of the first inspirations that basically drew you to put pen to paper to start, like, basically shaping your craft as far as uh, animation, drawing, getting into art? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so First, uh, first off, it would be my older brother, Jason Leonard. That's the one they passed in August last year. Um, so he's the reason that I started drawing. Like he taught me how to draw Garfield when I was in kindergarten. I heard and that. Once I learned how to draw that, man, it was a wrap. I was like, this is dope, man. And then as I got older, I've always loved animation, Looney Tunes, you know, Chuck Jones, all of those old school, Aaron Blaze, um, you know, Jim, Jim Lee, you know, Stan Lee, all of these old school um artists man they were amazing to me so I'm, I'm looking at them like man these people actually get paid to make cartoons and to draw mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll never retire because of that you know I can always I make money and do what I love until the day I die so that's kind of where it came from man uh obviously like a Disney um it's, it's so many man like now nowadays you got Bruce Smith from from uh Disney you got uh Frank Abney who's shout out to Frank man that's my guy he he just got nominated for a, a Oscar for Canvas for, uh, Canvas so man really proud to see these brothers stepping up and and trying to make a difference in this uh animation industry but um Mel Madukes on uh on Instagram super dope artist man Marcus Williams too many too many yeah. names but I'm a fan of all of them, man. And, um, and even people that are not famous, you know, I still, I'm always watching and learning different things, you know? So um, I'm really grateful for all of them. Now, uh, when it, when this first started to basically like kick in the full drive, was the, was the first basically thought to put this either, was it either in a comic book form or was it always going to be a cartoon? Yeah, good question, man. So my, my original plan was to make a short film. Okay. And I'll tell you a crazy story, man. Um, so I did a, not a Kickstarter, I did an Indiegogo campaign. Okay. So my Indiegogo campaign came out when Matthew Cherry's Hair Love Kickstarter came out. So I remember Matthew Cherry is a beast. That's a good friend of mine as well. So shout out to uh, Matthew. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he, he was able to raise the funds that, that needed to be made for Hair Love. Whereas I was able to raise like $6,000, which I'm super grateful yeah. and thankful for, man. That's still a nice little bit of money, but uh, it wasn't enough money for me to not work a full-time job and just focus uh, completely on the, the development and making of Team Supreme as, as a short film. So um, it was, it was, I had like a short film written and ready and, but then it went viral and then Jason Weaver got a hold of it. Shout out to Jason. Mm. Um, and the then once Jason got, yeah, the original man, OG in the game, really underrated, uh, you know, actor and just a good human being, man. It's a brother to me. Um, and then once Jason got it, Lena Wave got it, and Hillman grad. So you know, shout out to Hillman. Wow. But it just really kind of transcended from there, man. I had it as like a short film. Like I said, personally, I wanted to see it 
three to five minute short film. I just wanted them to see these characters on screen uh, the right way. Cause a lot of times they show uh, people with disabilities on camera for one, they make it fun of them a lot of times. Uh, two, they're not on screen long enough. This is true. Um, so it's, it's certain things that I wanted to really show like, man, these, you calling them a disability, I'm calling it dope, you know? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what they're capable of and uh, how that mind works, man. It's really genius when, mm -hmm. it, when, I, uh, when I think about it. So um, that's kind of where it started from, man. I was supposed to make a short film, so. But um, now, now we we've out there. We trying to still get it funded to make a, a series now. So, but books and comics are definitely coming. That's why you see so many different age uh, uh, age ranges through Team Supreme. Like right behind me, you got the kid version. I got the kind of the teen version right here. Oh, older. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. So we we kind of. Uh, I'm just making sure I'm rounding all the bases, man. So I'm I'm 100 covered. I got a a late teen high school version. Um, so it's, it's going to be dope, man. It's going to be dope because I definitely want to, we want to get Team Supreme in the school curriculums as well. So Excellent. it's going to be good. Well, I always feel like uh, one thing that's generally lacking amongst a lot of comic books uh, where you're basically saying that you're developing it uh, a lot more for kids and a lot more for teens. People do realize that that sort of demographic has always been pushed, whether it's comic books and cartoons, have been pushed towards kids. Now, no, pop culture has elevated it to the point where a lot of adults make the make the make the runs of basically commenting, uh, critiquing on it because it, it's it's still within us. I'm still a big comic fan, as you can see. Damn, sure, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And I I still watch a lot of cartoons, but the general audience that you want to build from is kids, and right. and I feel like this is this is definitely a, a just a great starting point. Who, what do you, what do you feel is lacking amongst the, the diversity in animation that caused you to create Team Supreme? Yeah, real good question, man. And just piggybacking off uh, on what you just said about the kids uh, and Team Supreme, you gotta realize like as children, it's an animator's job, it's a director's job, it's a producer. we have to, like we tell the stories for these kids. So when you lie to them, you messing them up from the get go, man, you know? And I say that to say, like, even as a kid growing up, I would see the bad guy would always have like dark eyes or they, they equate black with negativity. Mm -hmm. And so me as a character designer, I don't want to do that. I want to show maybe this character looks like a handsome or a real pretty girl. You know, you can't trust everybody right? because his brother has dark black hair, dark around the eyes and stuff like skinny, long fingers. He might be an angel. You don't know, man. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it's kind of how they kind of typecasted these, these these villains into uh, you know into into these films and cartoons. So now kids they automatically equate that look with a bad guy. So it's true. Um, I, I didn't I don't remember the, the other side of that question, but oh no, I was that, I was basically like uh, asking as far as like how, what do you feel was lacking was lacking amongst the diversity. In, in and yeah. currently that right. that caused you to create Team Supreme for what it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I didn't see any, um, first of all, you don't see many characters that look like us on screen at all. Uh, and even when you did see a black character, it, it looked like the same character designer did all of the, you know, um, way back in the day to right now, they all had the little high top, you know, it, it was just a real simple, um, 
looking character. And you can tell, and it's not their fault. It kind of is because they didn't bring in, yeah. you know, a, a black person. But, you know, they had that greenish, muddy skin. Like, they didn't know. Mm-hmm. They, they was, we weren't in there to say, that's not how we look. That's not, you know, add some blue in there. You know, add a tin of red in there. So um, it, it's, it's stuff like that. And you still kind of see it today. Like, man, you got to, we, we don't look like that, man. All of our skin is not like that, like that green, like really, it's a real muddy looking color, but it's stuff like that. Um, and like I said before, with the the writers' rooms, they have to be diverse, man. And that's where Team Supreme is going to stand out from any other studio. Like everybody working on Team Supreme will either have a disability or somebody will know, you know, a close relative or like it's really they're going to have to be on the same uh, vibe that I'm on as wow. it pertains to uh, really making a diverse team and that's how you're gonna get the best stories across you know so that's why a lot of uh cartoons on tv you know kind of copy and paste this one did this so we'll do the same thing but we'll switch this up you got to change up the writer's room man so um i think that's one thing the the lack of diversity in the studios the inclusion shown on camera on uh in cartoons i mean think about it man how hard is it just to put a character in a wheelchair how hard is it to get his character a, uh, you know, and I get, you got to animate it. I get all that. That's hard to do, but it's like the overall outcome is going to be crucial. Now you, you're helping parents out that have a kid with a disability. Now they can use this as a, a, a teaching, a learning tool. Like you're okay. You know, uh, it's, it's okay to be different. And that's, that's what team Supreme is, man. We want to uh, uh, normalize, you know, what society calls a disability. You know, you and I probably have a disability. We, we, we who knows, man? I know I'm not perfect. Yeah. You know, so um, that's that's pretty much what it's missing, man. It's they're trying to get a little bit better. It's slowly starting to move in the right direction. They are giving, uh, like I said, Frank Abney. They uh, over at uh, Pixar. Uh, Pixar he was, but now he's yeah. at Netflix. So he's getting these high, you know, director jobs now and all this other stuff. Mm. So it's a really good look, man. Like these dudes. Bruce Smith is getting another season of uh, um, Family. Uh, I forgot the the Proud Family. family. So yep. yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited about that. And uh, I saw that team over there that Bruce Smith has, and it's a lot of diversity. So that's that's what I'm saying, man. You put you put people of color in in these positions. We know what it feels like to be in the back. So mm-hmm. we're gonna make sure it's you know we're gonna cover all these bases. We want you in here. We want you. Well, okay, and, and, uh, you know, um, d- these different nationalities in there. That way you get everybody's story. So um, I think once we get that going, that, that'll that be the, like, the beginning of this this so-called uh, industry. So I'm here for that, man. That's why I, I was put here to make a change in this animation industry. That's what's up, man. Now, the tipping scale of basically what you're talking about. What is this what, yeah. what led you to Netflix animation? as to how they're basically like pushing the envelope in the acceptance of more dynamic character portrayals. So when you talk about the writer's room where, <laughs> where somebody pretty much has almost like a, either a first person, first person uh, portrayal of, of somebody that's disabled in their life, or maybe that person themselves who's in that writer's room has a, a sort of disability within them. Was that the, was that the means and the ways of push you to be like, okay, yeah, this is the place for me. 
Yeah, well, well the the my Netflix, uh, I'm on I'm a contract, you know, freelance. So yeah. I don't work for them full they'll they'll come when they need characters for me. Um but it's and the crazy part is like right after my brother passed last year, that's when uh Netflix hit me up. Like the next day they offered me this this wow. uh position. So it's super dope, man. Um, but I did I've always loved Netflix and their think outside of the box mentality you know strong black lead they got all the you know they're, they're a very diverse company um so with that and, and a lot of people think team supreme is on netflix so it's not I, like team supreme has not gotten picked up yet right. i literally just work for netflix so mm-hmm. um hopefully hopefully you know in the near future they do they do uh realize what's what they have on their hands with me being a part of netflix so i'm already in there so we'll see but um there's a lot of companies that are interested in it. And, you know, that's why I'm not really in a rush. I just, I've always, and, and, and Jason Weaver and I, we always discuss, I'm like, man, it's going to happen when it's supposed to, you know, I'm not trying to rush this thing. Yeah. I want to make sure everything is done the correct way. Uh, Cause when you rush stuff, that's when stuff, you know, things mess up. So sure. I really want to just take my time. I trust my team. I trust Lena. Um, so I'm just doing all the groundwork behind the scenes and, you know, doing these interviews and just really trying to get Team Supreme out there where it's a, a household name, because mm. I do think it's going to change the world, you know, so. Definitely. Now, with, with art being your main medium, you've had the opportunity <laughs> to showcase your work, not only with Netflix, Nickelodeon Animation, Drake, mm-hmm. Lena Waithe, yep. you know, so like when you when you have the ability that you don't even have to be a mouthpiece towards your medium. You can literally showcase your work with that, without even speaking to it. Somebody can see it right. and they make the perception amongst themselves to be like, wow, this is dope. What's the storyline behind these characters? How does that feel to you? Yeah, it's, it's a really humbling feeling for me personally. Uh, Cause I don't, I think I'm a decent artist. You know, I'm like I said, I'm always trying to learn. Um, Humble man, you said decent artist. Damn. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, man. I don't, I don't ever like. I got hit up. Uh, I think it was a school hit me up about two days ago, and they want me to do a master class. Like that's. I'm like, mind. I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely not a master, man. Um, I'll, I'll never say I'm a master. That's one thing I won't do. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really like. I didn't know I had my own style and all that until people tell me like, yo, yeah your style is dope. Your lighting is dope. So uh, to me, it's like, man, I, I appreciate it. But at the same time, I'm still learning myself. I'm always trying to look and learn. Like I said, I follow uh, a lot of dope artists and I learn from them as well, you know? Um, but yeah, it is. It's very humbling for me. Very humbling, man. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. That's you know, I appreciate all the love. Definitely. Now, now, basically, uh, among your many talents, I mean, animation is only one side. Art is only one side. Where do you hope to expand your reach outside of animation? Uh, I want to direct one day as well, man. Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the end goal. So, like I said, man, I'm learning. I'm learning a lot from Lena and Hillman grad. Uh, Jason Weave is teaching me a lot. That's a really good, you know, a really good uh, mentor for me right now because he's, you know, he, he brought up as a child actor. So he learned. Yeah. And knows the game. So I'm learning as much as I can from him. Uh, you know, it's, it's a bunch of them, man. Like I said, Bruce Smith, Frank Abney, so many, so many dope uh, people on the rise, man. I love Spielberg. So I just kind of study these, mm-hmm. these directors and stuff like that, man. Um, 
uh, yeah, but that's that's. I want I want Team Supreme to be a household name, but at the same time, I I, I do want to. Um, I want to direct as well. So. Now, when you're talking about direct, are you talking about feature uh, feature films or featured animated films? Yeah, both, both. Oh. I want I want I want a Team Supreme video game. I mean, all of that. Like, I have a ton of ideas. This Team Supreme, what you're seeing with the characters, this is just like a small percentage. I want a whole, just like Marvel and DC have that whole universe. Uh, yeah, universe. I want Team Supreme to be. It might be a movie coming out three years from now that's that involves team supreme but these are whole new characters like i have a whole you know and we'll fit it in somehow right. in that uh, in that whole loop so that's the goal so even with uh any any disability that i use that's for good i also want to have a villain who also has that same disability to show yeah like, look man, it's, it's up to you it's your choice you know Definitely. so now now you um, actually put up like a, I'd say maybe around a couple weeks ago, you had a um, a recent a recent work artwork that was shown in the Art of Change Kickstarter. Uh, had mm. a, a recent work that you did with uh, John Lewis. Now, yeah. this has a special meaning to you. Could you explain that connection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Art of Change project is super dope. First of all, so I'm really excited that I was uh, chosen for one of the artists out of I think 100, 150. Mm. Um, so we have to choose a theme. My theme was a hero. Right. So auto, automatically, I was like, man. And then that's when uh, Rep. John Lewis just passed, I think a little, maybe a couple weeks prior to that. Mm. So I already knew off the top, man. I, I, I was like, you know what? Yeah, he's he's deserving of it. He needs this. People need to know, uh, you know, what good trouble is. So I got to meet John Lewis at my um my graduation in 2018, I was one of the commencement speakers uh, at the Art Institute and I met uh, Rev. John and he kind of whispered in my ear after I did my uh, my commencement speaking, he's like, hey, I wanna, I wanna, I want us to work together on a book. Mm -hmm. I don't remember, like you didn't go into detail, but I'm pretty sure it, it was, it was, it was a book for kids uh, and I'll probably still make the book and mm -hmm. use him as a, you know, I, you know, and donate the money to whatever funds he had uh, or, charities he has um and probably call it like good trouble or something like that but just just kind of showing what he believed in what what his uh his whole uh what what his goal was you know what his passion was you know as it pertains to you know politics and and, and doing the right thing and fighting for what you believe in so uh yeah john lewis man that was my dude so shout out to him yeah it's funny because uh john lewis actually has a big imprint in the comic community he had a uh mm. he had a graphic novel called march which was basically okay. uh basically about the freedom ride and it was made yeah. to, to a comic book and he, he would show up at comic cons literally dressed as his oh, wow. young, as his younger self with the trench coat and everything crossing crossing the bridge in the selma that's tough yeah that's he, would, dope. he would actually like take a bunch of kids with him and march around comic cons Wow. And, yeah. So like they, when that book got dropped, I mean, of course, it's like, OK, this is this is basically based off of the true story. Yeah. Of what John what what John went through and occurred um, amongst Selma. And it's funny because when you when you brought up uh, when you brought your artwork to light, you didn't mm -hmm. choose a current state of John Lewis. You chose that state of him being a young man with right. the, with the band-aids on him and yeah. everything like that. Yeah. After what happened to him at Selma, 
know, right. the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. man damn near almost died. So like, yeah, that, yeah they beat him up. They yeah, beat him up. yeah, they, sure. I, I, I saw that and I was like, wow, man, like you really like touched on that because you put you you basically put out a point in history where there was a where, where it was the John Lewis that basically was fighting for change. Right. And this is a man that basically like looked like a warrior at the end of the day. For sure. For yeah, sure. That, yeah. And that stood out more and more. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I chose that uh, that image because I don't think a lot of people realize like this man got beat to sleep almost, man. Like he was really battered and bruised. I just really wanted to capture, you know, I, you know, art is always an exaggeration sometimes. So mm -hmm. I really want to exaggerate these bruises and the blood dripping down and um, to show him as a young man all the way up to his rise, you know? So that was special for me. And I was excited and, and grateful to get, be given that opportunity. Mm. Well, to, to continue on, um, now, <clears throat> who is who is creating uh, the storyline, the plot for Team Supreme, aside from yourself? Yeah, I have a, uh, a, a writer who also has a disability. Shout out to Giselle. She's a, uh, she's a dope writer from LA. She's from Miami like me and um, Giselle is actually, she's deaf. So mm. that's what I mean, man. Like my whole, my whole team that's working on this is going to have some type of, you know, um, I want Jamie Foxx to play uh, Dr. Jackson in the back because a lot of people, uh, if they don't know, Jamie Foxx's little sister just passed away a couple months yeah. ago uh, from Down syndrome. So I feel like he would be a, a really good key um, figure for, for this character. And um, he and Jason, we are real close. So that's a, it's, we already in there right there. So, um, but yeah, man, it's, it's a blessing, man. I'm super excited. Well, shoot, man, it's good to see that basically like Jamie is now jumping into the animation realm where he yeah. just recently with Soul. Yep. So definitely maybe more so in the future, it causes for your character to come to life, especially especially now that, now that we're, we're starting to get more traffic as far as like showcasing a lot of this artwork and putting it out there. Right, 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 right. Yeah, the only difference is Team Supreme, my black characters are not going to transform. They're going to stay, they're not going to turn into ghosts and animals and they're gonna be black on camera the whole time man so okay uh, yeah man soul was dope though but i'm, I'm yeah. sick of seeing, i'm sick of seeing that stuff man stop transforming us man yeah yeah no i i know exactly <laughs> what you mean now now necessarily um with with these with the children and the, the children in team supreme are there secret identities when they do transform or are they just known as team supreme and everybody just knows them throughout life yeah, yeah, that, that's that's probably how it's gonna be. They'll have their regular names and all that. Like I said, we're still developing certain mm -hmm. aspects yeah. of it. Um, like one being Zeke's little sister, uh, Sweetie. I don't know if you can. She's over here, but okay. At first, we had her as a. Uh, we wanted to give her a sickle cell. Mm -hmm. We wanted to kind of touch on all these different um, avenues when it comes to uh, these disabilities and medical differences. But then again, we wanted to show what it's like for a brother and a sister or two relatives, one that does have a so-called difference, uh, a special need and one that doesn't to show that, that dynamic, how they get along. You know, sometimes they, they'll have to help out as well a lot. So um, I think that'll be good. It'll help parents, it'll help other kids and it'll teach people, man. Every, that's what's gonna be dope about it. Like it's gonna be a dope cartoon, but at the same time you'll learn you're gonna learn a lot about these uh, disabilities and what it's like um, 
And a lot of people don't know. That's why I gave uh, Zeke the high top. You know, he got the high top fade yeah. because I wanted to show an episode where how difficult it is somebody with autism to get a haircut. They don't like the noise. Yeah. They don't like the vibrations. So it's certain things like that, man. Um, and then each episode, maybe we'll just, one episode would just be about Zeke. We'll show what it's like in his daily routines and stuff like that. We'll show Lee, who's blind. You know, we'll show uh, Mech, who's in that wheelchair from Spina Bifida. The mm. difficulties of going upstairs, downstairs, you know, not being able to do certain things, but still navigating through life um, without complaining, man. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I just posted, uh, actually, no, I posted it on LinkedIn because it wouldn't let me post it to Instagram, but there's a little girl on a treadmill and she's a uh, quadruple um, amputee mm. and, you know, no arms, no legs, but they had, uh, you know, the uh, prosthetic prosthetic yeah. legs and she was running on on the uh the treadmill smiling laughing and it was just dope to me man like this girl she the, the fact that she can still smile through this stuff man uh is beautiful to me and and i feel like people need to see like yes we look different they look different but we still human being man like what this is not a big deal man and that's how i was raised man to get along with everybody love everybody respect everybody and um, that's why I'm here, man. We're going to make a difference. Definitely, man. Yo, hey, man, look, I, I appreciate you doing this with me. This has been excellent. Now, where, hey, where, where, can, um, where, where can anybody reach you if they wanted to basically, like, see your work, wanted to get in touch with you? Uh, how, how could they basically get a hold of you? Yeah, well, my cell phone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 now, uh, my social media, Twitter, Instagram is uh, at I'm Joshua Leonard. Mm -hmm. um, and on Instagram, I also have Leonard Studios. I have the Joshua Leonard Foundation. Um, and then Team Supreme Cartoon, all on Instagram and Twitter. Um, LinkedIn, just Joshua Leonard. That's, that's where I'm at the most, man. I love LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely network, man. If you can network, do as much networking as you can if you want to get into any industry. You know, meet people introduce yourselves yeah uh, be professional as possible man don't just send them artwork and then expect them to respond back like you know introduce yourself let them know what your goals and aspirations are and then uh start to create that that relationship but um yeah, yeah, LinkedIn, yeah. linkedin's a real underrated it's tool, a beast man. man yeah it's a beast and people think just because it's kind of boring and i love it's my favorite man like if you think about it you can literally and i'll tell you what i did man um and this is when I was a college student, like as a freshman, uh, four or five years ago, I would watch these Disney movies and Pixar and I'll watch the credits. Mm, I know what you're saying. And I'll be like, oh, okay, he's an animator. Okay, and I'll find him on LinkedIn and Adam, hit him, hey, love what you did in this movie. Love this, boom, boom, boom. And I'm now I'm friends with all of them, man. Like I have that network and it's just, now they see my artwork. Now they see Team Supreme. Right. So uh, it's it's really, I don't think it's hard as people think it is, man. Um, and I, th I think a lot of younger kids are, are kind of pushed away from it because they don't know how to, you know, how do I network? What do I do? Shy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, true. But yeah, and, and and that's cool too, man. But you still have to, you got to go get it, man. How bad do you want it? You know? So, yeah. This is true. Bro, this has been an excellent talk, man. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, man. Absolutely. So rolling out facts project. 
We are out.